Well, Jeremy, welcome to uh, Music of the Spirit. We're very excited to have you here, fresh off of your full-length release, Something, Anything, Everything. Um, I know I've personally been listening to this album, what, you gave it to me. <laughs> I think that was before the release even happened, somewhere close to like September 10th. So I got a preview of it, and I've been playing it on repeat ever since. Um, you know, I've got some favorite tracks that came out of it, like Anchor, um, which you released even beforehand. And we'll dig into some of those. But as we get started, you know, I think everybody just kind of wants to get to know you a little bit. So um, tell me about what got you into producing, uh, mixing, playing shows, kind of the whole gamut of it. Yeah. Um, well, hi, everyone. My name's uh, Jeremy Whitaker. Uh, uh, I'm local in Kansas City uh, and uh, originally from San Jose, California and Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and while I was in Phoenix, my parents, when I was uh, uh, like 15 or 16, I was starting to learn piano and teach myself how to play. And my parents were like, let's get him a keyboard, you know, let's, let's, you know, surprise them with a sweet birthday present. And they gave me the keyboard and it was actually a MIDI keyboard, uh, which they didn't know what it was. Uh, and I didn't know what it was. And so on complete accident, they gave me something that doesn't make sound by itself at all. Um, and I was like very angrily trying to find out and how to get this keyboard to make sound. And it uh, ended up where I was like, oh, I just need software. And so I took like the family laptop and, and bought this really garbage DAW called Mixcraft 5. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and started like making the sound and I was like, oh sweet, I can like record music and all that, that's kind of cool. And it was, it was so amateur and mediocre and all that kind of stuff, but it did get me on the path completely accidentally on, um, you know, recording myself, writing songs, ended up like buying a really bad USB microphone and, and recording my voice and it was, I, it was awful. But, uh, but I um, ended up, you know, going to school um, for music, I, I uh, attended the Foreigner Music Academy in uh, Kansas City, uh, which is where I live now, and I've been here for almost eight and a half years um, with a ministry called IHOP KC, um, International House of Prayer in Kansas City, um, and uh, I did some programs there that taught me about uh, audio engineering and mixing and mastering and and uh, sound production and all those culminated to me, you know, starting to really seriously consider making music full time, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, pseudo and occupation, you know, as much as you can do when you're 22 and you're just trying to find out what you're going to do in life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it ended up, you know, being a place where I started writing music and started getting people telling me that they're connecting to it. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of how it started. I um, since then have released full-length record, EPs, singles, you know, the, the whole gambit. Uh, and yeah, uh, it, it's been so much of a growing process, and but I've really enjoyed that process. I've really liked it a lot. Yeah, and I've enjoyed watching you kind of... Uh kind of rise too man i mean just uh just being able to listen and i mean get connected to you know tracks like closer and then kind of tracking everything all the way through um you know what you've done here with sae and, and really just the way that you connect with your audience in in an ambient more worshipful way 
I, I think is a really awesome connection. Um, that's one of the things that, that I really admire about your music. And I know from the people that I've talked to that, that have been exposed to it, that I've exposed to it, um, even up in preparation for this interview, it's just, that's the thing that really shines through where a lot of other producers are, are convinced, you know, we have to go the party route. The thing that really sticks out about what you're doing is, you know, and maybe it's the background and we'll dive into that in just a minute, but the, the more worshipful sense, the more healing sense that I think your music brings out. Um, and it gives people a chance to kind of slow down and, and really appreciate, you know, what it is that the message of the song has, but, but it really allows the Holy spirit to come in and impress upon your heart in a way that I don't connect with many other artists. Um, and so I really love that, but you know, Absolutely, man. And I can tell that it's just, it's infused with the right spirit. And that's the most important thing. Um, so whenever you, you know, you got to, to KC, I know you are currently um, an executive worship leader for Grace Point Community Church. Um, mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to just kind of tell us how that came to be. You know, what was your connection with the church and, and what are you doing now? with it? Yeah. Um, so I came here originally for, um, uh, and still primarily am involved with the International House of Prayer here, um, but um, uh, my job there consists of me playing keys in a worship setting, and that has played its role in, you know, uh, there, there are often times where people on base at IHOP will get jobs around the area, and, and part of that is um, we're pretty good being able to play in all types of settings, not just, you know, our setting, but also in a corporate worship setting. And I think that's a desirable kind of aspect of something from, from IHOP. I got involved with Grace Point because one of my friends who also plays keys was stepping down from a position there. And I initially, you know, jumped on as just a keys player and, you know, running multi-tracks, doing uh, my actual own sound design that I use in the prayer room a lot, bringing a lot of those sounds, a lot of my pianos, a lot of pads and stuff like that. And then one day, our worship leader stepped down, and a new guy who's also from IHOP came in. His name is Ruben Cervantes, and he's a great friend, awesome leader. I've learned a lot under him, but he knows that I sing. He knows that I lead worship at the prayer room, and he is like, so you're not doing that here? <laughs> and I was like, no, I've just been playing keys. And he was like, okay, well, you're going to do that now. You're going to start doing that. And And I eventually it's such a different experience than the prayer room because the prayer room relies almost entirely on some sort of spontaneity and, and spontaneous worship. There's, there's parts of it that are planned. There's parts of it that are more corporatized to bring people in to, and to, to, to be more inclusive to the experience, but it's ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's just you and him. And so you're, uh, the prayer room is different whereas corporate worship it's a little bit different where you're actually trying to lead a congregation right and so yeah. and so it, it was actually a little bit of a culture shock going from that and i definitely had my learning curve of trying to you know I, i've been in this position for may, uh, almost two years now of being an associate worship leader there under ruben's leadership and he's really taught me a great deal about how to i have i i have my bases down of cultivating worship and engaging with just the father right but mm -hmm. 
there's an aspect of trying to bring people with you to a place. And that was something I really had to work on because I wasn't, I was so focused at first on how do I just connect with the Lord and, and I'm playing and, and, I, and then I remember, oh, here, my, my responsibility is actually to lead a congregation. And so I actually have to be outwardly focused a little bit more. So, you know, doing songs that people know a little bit more, songs that uh, are making people a little bit more engaging, uh, having an, an engaging experience in worship, but also that remains true to the essence of I'm trying to touch the heart of the Father a little bit. And so that's been my experience being at Grace Point and I really enjoy, you know, the uh, small knit community esque vibe of it. So, yeah, no, I totally get that, and and it really resonates with me what you're saying because anybody who has any experience, I think, uh, you know, playing shows has gone through that. I know that your yeah. your story of being started with a MIDI keyboard that you had to go out and get your software, and you kind of had to figure out the nuts and bolts of this thing on your own. It really resonates with me because my story started in a college dorm room in Stephenville, Texas, a town that nobody's ever heard of. I should have been going to class and I was sitting there mixing on virtual DJ with my trackpad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, real. <laughs> and then it was like the first time you get your USB, you know, <laughs> MIDI controller and yeah. then the first time that you actually play a show and it's weird because you're vibing out in a dorm room and then all of a sudden you're up in front of people and then it's like um how do we do this? And so mm -hmm. I, I totally get where you're at. There's a connection to the father when we're playing, but then there's also the connection to the people and moving them in a certain direction with what it is that you're, you're conveying. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things that, that I think we talked about, and it goes right along with moving people in a certain direction. Um, and I've done a lot of, you know, personal study on this as it pertains to the, the healing frequencies that we hear in music. Um, and the way that arrangements are put together. Uh, and it really kind of sticks out to me. There are certain songs that you have here, like Pulling Closer, um, I'll Try Not to Forget, that, that really resonate with me on that level. And, and it caused, whenever we were on the phone prior to this, actually, we dove into a little bit of that about music as a healing element and being able to really, you know, shed the stresses of the day, the anxieties that we all are faced with, and kind of the differences between being a Christian and also still having these very real feelings that we all have mm -hmm. to deal with. Um, maybe you could give us just a, an understanding of kind of what your thinking is there and, and how that, that influences your music, because I know it's a big part. Yeah. Um, there is a very real connection of, at the end of all time, when, when we're all finished with this really painful section of our existence of like being in our flesh and all that kind of stuff, there's an essence of, I know that I'm called to be perfectly healed, perfectly whole, perfectly capable of loving people well, of not getting offended with people. And there's that sad reality of, I know that's my calling, but I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not there one of uh, one of my friends, you know, has a father who preaches. His name is Alan Hood, and he calls it the um, yes, but not yet. It's it's the calling of the the reality of I know that I'm called to something, and I know I'm called to be at some point in my existence with the Lord. I will be 100% able to understand everything, not be offended by things, be able to love people well, not be angry with others. 
uh, be understanding, compassionate, slow to anger, rich in mercy, all these things, right? All, all these things that Jesus is, I'll be that one day, but I'm in this really harsh reality where I won't know that perfect peace until Jesus actually comes back. Like Jesus will actually, you know, be here and be able to influence my heart in such a way where I feel whole. Right. And so there are these songs um, that, you know, you mentioned pulling closer, pulling closer was birthed out of this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to word it in a way that it really accurately describes what I feel. Cause that song's really special to me because it's, this thing inside me where I my flesh really doesn't want to love God and my flesh really doesn't want to serve him and you know there are all these thoughts of if you went any other direction you could make a better living you could make a lot more money you could do uh, you could be more happy you can be less frustrated you Mm -hmm. can be less involved with people and that's my flesh saying I don't want to do what God calls me to do because it's painful and it hurts and I don't feel comfortable. And yet, you know, Romans eight talks about, there's this spirit that's inside me that talks to Jesus. Who's at the right hand of the father. who's interceding for me constantly mm-hmm. that wants to serve him, wants to pull closer to him. so it's like a dichotomy of like my flesh versus my spirit kind of colliding against each other mm-hmm. and pulling closer is that, that spirits like that when i when i talk about the spirit inside of me i don't want to freak people out who don't have like a lot of the terminology of like how you know this spirit works and and all that kind of stuff but there is actually a spirit inside of me that is longing for jesus at its base core like that's its purpose uh yeah and, absolutely and it's so tired of my flesh getting its way that it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger and it wants so much to be made whole by Jesus but there's that reality of it's not going to happen yet maybe I could try and I could partner with that and I could pray and intercede for myself and say I want to be there someday but I don't know how to do that and I won't know how until Jesus fixes me until I have a glorified body or something like that and a, a perfect mind where I can understand his ways, you know, or, or that I will probably never be able to understand. But at the end of the day, that song was birthed out of that's that cry of I, I, I can feel that spirit wanting to draw closer to God and fighting against my flesh, fight, fighting against my own brain that tells me that none of this is worth it. You know, none of this is going to be worth your time at the end of your life. You're going to like there's this part of my brain that's like you're going to you're going to be 80 years old and, and think you wasted your life. And, but like you, you spend it before the feet of Jesus and you wasted your life. Right. And that spirit is just screaming against that. It is just going the exact opposite direction. And it's, and it, and that's what pulling closer is. I can feel myself wanting to pull closer to God. And it's just that like deep, like almost like guttural cry of like, I want, I want to be there and I don't know how to get there. And like, Lord, like only you can make me understand only you can make me whole only you can make me put draw closer to you. Like I could reach out, but if he's 10 yards away, I'm not going to reach him. Right. Only he can come closer to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that song. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're talking about healing stuff and there's an aspect of music where you can articulate things that you can't really articulate physically. I don't know how to physically articulate sadness or depression or anxiety or all these things that, you know, I deal with. And 
there's something about music that makes it able to be discussed, able to be talked about, able to be mentioned in a way that I feel does it justice. Um, and yeah, there's a very, there, I mean, based on the majority of my conversations about my music are talking about how much people don't hear Christian artists talking about all those things. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think we should shy away from it. I don't think we should. Like, no, I don't think we can. Yeah. yeah it, it, I, I think, I think it is dishonest to say, I don't deal with any of those things. I'm only going to focus on, you know, I, D- David has these parts in Psalms where, where he definitely is in the high of his life saying, I will praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord. And, and, and where, where he's feeling on top of everything. But then there's other scriptures where he says, um, I feel awful, but, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Yes. Uh, like not just this aspect of infinite positivity or infinite just upbeatedness or something like that or yeah i call it the ccm like cotton candy cloud syndrome yeah yeah and and i'm not gonna rag on ccm because you know so many new and early believers need that yeah that um and then but hebrews talks about going from your milk to meat goes from talking talking about understanding more mature things and that reality is that when you start getting into that stuff and diving into that stuff your flesh rages against you understanding the deep things of god and it gets you to feel like it's not worth it and it's and to feel like like you're not going to make it you're like all these things and so I think it's helpful for people to know that there's other people who are fighting through the same thing and who are fighting through the depression thrives off of not being talked about mm-hmm. and anxiety thrives off of feeling that you're by yourself struggling through it. Um, and, you know, I struggle with those things and I feel that way sometimes. And so I'm like, well, what if I can tell people through my music that I struggle with those things and, either the hope I found or the desperation I feel all these things where I'm like, I can definitely talk um, and sing about those things and have people identify with it and say, I'm not alone in this, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I mean, I think that that is where a lot of the power comes from and it is exactly what you talked about. I mean, it's, it's, there's a deeper understanding that comes from it and it's the old adage that, I think all of us have to reckon with at some point whenever we are in our walk, which is at some point it's no longer, it's no longer easy. The easy part was making the decision that you wanted to follow. (laughs) Then everything really (laughs) kicks in. And, and it's like, you know, having grown up in a family that's, that's full of ministers. um, It's something that I've grown up and I've heard it for so many years. And, Mm the older I get and the further I walk and especially as I'm launching, you know, all of these different things related to spirit and what we've talked about. um, That's where the rubber really meets the road. And it it comes down to, are you truly going to walk this out even when you don't necessarily feel it? And, Mm -hmm. and music is what gets me by in that. I mean, whenever I'm, whenever I'm down, there's something that I can put on that. Yes, it may, it may portray those feelings like you talked about, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, there's healing in that because I'm acknowledging what it is and and I can move through, you know, whatever it is that I'm working on. And I think that that's the the most important thing, especially for a lot of the, the younger generation, the new followers, um, 
to to realize and that's what we're talking about because i'm not going to disparage any of the ccm movement or anything like sure. that because i agree with it but at the same time being able to hear a varied perspective as you mature in your faith is is what can keep you on the path or knock you back down because yeah. it's really easy to i think split from okay i'm not feeling like i'm on top of the world today and every song that I'm hearing whenever I turn on name a radio station is pushing at that. And it, it's such a difference in, in, it's a shift in my perspective that I can't listen to this stuff and feel like I'm going to do anything except for get a little bit more upset maybe. Um, and so, you know, I really, I really dig what you're saying there because I, I think that, you know, I, as I release music too, um under the the name of intercessor i i think that that is one of the things is acknowledgement of that place in between um mm -hmm. and, and yeah. being able to being able to shepherd people through that whenever you feel the anointing of the call on your life to do that yeah i think there's a special place for that um and and maybe it's not you know sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> on the church stage where yeah. people want to hear that message but you know definitely on a Tuesday afternoon after your boss has been ragging on you after your teachers have been giving you all sorts of crazy work and <laughs> you know you're not feeling it so I can definitely appreciate that you know next going into this uh, you and I spoke about it and it's quite frankly the reason why we're here today on music of the spirit for the spirit music ministries kind of side of this I see this and I hear it from a lot of different prophetic pastors, a lot of different um, worship leaders, even people that are outside um, that, that kind of operate in that spiritual space, really looking at it. It looks like we are on the cusp of a new age of what is going to be considered worship and, and almost a new age of revival in particularly this country but I also think that God is working around the world on this. Um, yeah. You know, what do you see as far as the future of where something more like EDM or highly produced music um, is going to fit into kind of this new landscape? I'll, I'll preface by saying I love low key, simple worship, right? There's something that, you know, connects at a very personal level about, something that's not necessarily low production value but but centers on being simplistic you know mm -hmm. um i think of like united pursuit or a lot of these things where you know they they don't make an elaborate stage presence but rather they're recording in their house and they're all spread out across their living room or whatever there there's someone next to the fridge in the kitchen like i'm just like <laughs> like i kind of i kind of really dig that and so I, I hope that whatever I say next doesn't disparage anything like that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend like that stuff doesn't resonate with people because it really does. And, mm -hmm. and I'm one of those people. I love, I love that kind of stuff. Um, I think electronic music specifically, it uh, deals with people's fascination. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily center necessarily on, being simplistic or anything like that but part of um electronic music is an actual experience right it's yes. it's you uh when you go to an electronic show you can you can expect to see 
two things. You know, you can expect to see someone playing music and expect most of the time to see a visual experience with that. Yes. Um, audio visual is like, if you, if you go to an electronic show and they don't have an audio visual experience, it's not going to be a great show or people won't go. Right. Yeah. It quickly so, turns so, into a glorified house party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it, it almost seems maybe a little bit amateurish yeah. to a lot of people to see electronic music that doesn't have like visuals behind it or something like that. And I've been asking myself why, you know, why, why does electronic music feel weird if it doesn't have a visual experience? It's because it triggers the part where people want to be fascinated by something while they're listening to something that they love. Right. And so like, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. My favorite artist in the entire world and people will be like, you're our favorite artist isn't a Christian artist. No, it's not. Uh, to be honest, because there's not a lot of creativity in a lot of the Christian space. Porter Robinson, who is my favorite artist to ever, ever do anything. I, I don't know how to explain how much I emotionally connect with his, I mean, his new stuff is amazing, but like yeah. I was raised on electro house and getting into like the, like I loved just really harsh complexo and all these fun genres that like don't even exist today. Yep. Porter Robinson's 90 degree or 180 degree shift into going to emotional synth pop based electronic music changed my life literally um and then i i was like this music is good but i went and see to see i've seen him three times live um once with maddie on and the shelter tour and it i can't i can't describe how much of the experience of seeing that guy on stage with another artist that i like but watching you know, their creative process play out, not just in audio, but in a visual format was one of the greatest musical experiences of my life. And it, and it was honestly, it was the closest to human worship I think I've ever gotten in my life. Cause I was like, this is the best. I don't know how to explain how I feel about this, but it shows something in my heart where I see an audio visual experience as something that can move me emotionally. Right. And, you know, if we're going to talk about a new age of worship, um, worship music has this very strange ability to nix all of those things. And you don't need the visuals. You don't need the screens. You don't need whatever. And modern day worship music doesn't necessarily need all that. And people can still connect to it. Right. So electronic music has a very um, interesting opportunity to bridge that gap. Because if yes. you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to, say that electronic music has the ability to reach a new people group, a new type of people, a new type of people who long for that experience, you're going to have to engage them on that front. Exactly. So, so when I, when I think of, you know, I, there was this ministry, I actually don't even know if they exist anywhere. There's this ministry called Jesus loves ravers where they would go to electronic festivals. They would actually preach the gospel at electronic festivals where, you know, they are, you know, preaching the gospel while Zomboy is in the background and there's some heavy dubstep and they're actually getting people like saved. And it's nuts to me. Um, and I like even struggled to understand how, you know, those two things can, you know, compare because they're such different and drastic experiences. Very different. Yeah. Uh, but I think about that and I think about how much those people who go to those kind of shows need Jesus and, and they need um, I, I, I don't know how to explain exactly how I feel about, um, 
like ravers and stuff like that needing to know Jesus because there's at their their core this base longing to be fascinated with something. Yes. And that's what I think electronic music centers around. But electronic music and worship has the opportunity to engage those people on a front that they understand with the electronic sound, but also with the a front that they understand with visuals and all that kind of stuff. And and there's not just an entire generation of electronic producers, but there's also like 3d rendering people who love the lord and and visuals people who love the lord who are saying i want to invest in producers and i want to make visuals for them that can actually make people look at that and say oh my gosh this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and and then they start listening to the lyrics and realize that they're actually being influenced by the holy spirit and something exactly Electron, i don't i can't think of a, another uh, type of worship experience that holds that ability to actually gauge people on a term that they are familiar with, but introduce a new idea like the Holy Spirit or introduce a new idea like the gospel in a way where they're not immediately turned off by it. Exactly. I think that you, you hit the nail on the head there. And, yeah. and it's really just the fact of the matter that electronic music does have the chance in a very unique way to bridge the gap. And And I really love what you said there about specifically – and it's what I think where where we are linked maybe is the the fact that ravers need Jesus in a very different way <laughs> because <laughs> because the 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 unique atmosphere that's created for ravers is one that perpetuates a lot of the ideas that Jesus was about that the entirety of Jesus's ministry was centered around but then on top of that the the people that are currently in the space are also not shying away from propagating a, uh, an atmosphere of, you know, the drug use and all of these different things that come along with it. Um, the more nefarious side of it. And so I definitely see it because that's what I envision whenever I want to go to a festival or I want to go to a club and I want to get that, sound and and visual experience that that experience that reaches somewhere deep in here and pulls it out of me and i'm quickly interacting with the holy spirit in the way that i interact whenever i'm sitting here in my in my office is i i want to be engaged on that level because i feel i feel that power you feel that power whenever you're standing in front of the stage and you're just even looking at if it's as small as a club stage with one single screen or if you're standing in front of the Tomorrowland stage and you've got the pyro and the fireworks and the nitrous cannons and everything. I mean, whenever they zoom in on these kids faces, it's, it's one of those things where you can see this, this girl is having a, an incredible spiritual experience because it's yeah. written right here. And so it's, it's incredible to hear you kind of say that because yeah. I think that that's what, I think that's what people are connecting with. Yeah. And, and we're, our spiritual eyes are being opened right now to what's the next stage of this. What is the mm -hmm. next, what's the new piece of this and how do we, how do we bring that forth? Yeah. And, and so, even, even more, even more so with that, like I, um, you know, I've experienced the backside of that where, you know, I've seen people attempt to, you know, br bridge the gap even with like, I, I have a friend named Luke, Lucas Hogg, who, goes by the name oh snap it's luke uh uh and he did an entire i don't know if you remember jesus culture did an album called the reconstruction album where it was all remixes of a bunch of their songs and the 
the comments on Instagram, the comments on Facebook were just vile against it because they were like, this is not worship. This is not like what worship sounds like. You guys are compromising. You guys are playing towards an audience that, that is not worship focused. And I was like, good. I'm glad they're not focusing. It's not meant for you. It's not, I mean, I mean, sure you can enjoy the music and engage with it, but oh my gosh, have a different mindset about who you're trying to reach. Exactly. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't stop going to the woman at the well because everybody didn't want. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine (laughs) if he he was like, oh yeah, she is a Samaritan. I forgot. And then he just walks away. No, he, he didn't, he didn't, it, people limit so much of what they think God can speak to people through. That's right. right? And, 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 you know, me listening to Jesus culture, I love Jesus culture. I'm so glad that they exist, but there is a, a, you know, there is an element to where they actually try to expand and give a different face to their message of, you know, Jesus culture, a culture based around Jesus does not, belong to one genre it does not belong to white british rock you know which is all of worship music that does not belong to ccm solely it can exist in all of those things but people limit so much of what they think the gospel is supposed to sound like that then they say electronic music or, or that does not sound like worship it can't sound like worship um, you need to be more corporatized. You need to reach me who already loves God. Like, like I'm so glad you already love God, but I, I hope you have a correct view of him. If you are limiting what you think he can move through. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you the, the majority of what drives that line of thought is the, the need for the money behind it <laughs> like, in order for this oh, to boy. reach people. You're, we you're have getting, to, you're getting in a vein. You're getting in a vein. Oh no. <laughs> People are going to be upset with you. No, that's right. But that's what we're here for. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, that's the thing that we're here to upset because it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, the sheer volume of fans that can jump onto this. It's literally what you said. It may not be for you, but at the end of the day, we're doing what is a collective movement. We're doing what Jesus wanted us to do in going to people where they're at. I'm not interested in just making you come to this. If, if this is what resonates, then there's nothing wrong with me trying to reach out with Jesus mm-hmm. message through it and reach out with the gospel and reach out with the Holy spirit because it's so good because the end of the day, it comes down to, and, and my father is the one who said this, I cannot begrudge you the ability to follow Christ as imperfectly as I have. Oh my gosh. Because Christ has yeah. worked in me in such a way that has been life transforming. I mean, I've got people that don't even recognize you know, me from when they were with me in the clubs and all that stuff that are like, I love that you're doing what you're doing. And then I've got the others that they, they're like, wait a second, this doesn't look the way it should. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't care about that. I care about the fact that Jesus came to me in this music through everything that I went through. I mean, I was, I found it what, whenever I'm sitting there listening to, uh, to dead mouse tracks, I mean, like strobe, I can feel it. And whenever I'm yeah. you know, really digging into, you know, some of this more progressive trance and, and stuff like that, it's a meditative state and it gets me closer because I'm not focused on whatever spirit the artist had whenever he was 
you know, influenced or was using to create that music, not saying it was anything nefarious, but I get closer to the Holy Spirit with that. And, and there's, there's so many artists out there that just haven't come to the forefront yet. And they need to hear stuff like what we're talking about here to, to get there. And, yeah. and that's the most important thing is understanding this is, this is bigger than any one person. Um, mm, come on. And I absolutely <laughs> I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> I've got two more questions here for you. Yeah, sure. um, and, and then we're going we're gonna to go ahead and jump off. But I wanted to know uh, on a, just a, the biggest level what hits home to you. What should your fans leave with? whenever they leave your experience, your show, and which song from Something, Anything, Everything is your, is your favorite, is your go-to? Yeah. Um, you have first question so hard because I, I like half of it's for me. <laughs> Honestly, like, <laughs> like I'm, sure, I'm sure you can attest to the reality of how, you know, good it feels to play your own music, right? To, yeah. to, to be able to show it to people in in a way that you envision everything is is coming across the way i want it to um i i've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours developing you know a live show with you know dmx setups for lighting and and you know resolume for video and and you know on fiverr for for freaking uh for visuals and stuff like that and you know me dabbling into cinema 4d and creating stuff for myself um you know i've i've spent so much time devoted to it because i want my music to be able to be understood when when people when people leave i don't want there to be questions about what it was about right yeah um my music centers a lot around me looking for something me me trying to find god in the midst of hard seasons me looking for the ability to trust god when i really don't want to me you know my my stubbornness my own pride getting in the way of me you know developing a relationship with the lord that feels holistic and feels like it's it's good for me um and, and I want people to be able to like leave a live experience with me feeling like they have someone that is partnering with them in a lot of those ideas, because honestly, like half of the battle is loneliness. Half of the battle is feeling like you can't talk about your stuff. And I already said this before, but I'll say it again. A lot of the things I deal with and a lot of things that, you know, whether it's nervous breakdowns to just general depression like antidepressants won't cure my my depression right like mm -hmm. like i know that i know that it can only subside it for a certain amount of time until i have to take the antidepressant again you know anxiety medication will not solve my anxiety it will simply put it in the back of my mind and when it surfaces later i have to take that medication again i heard td jakes talk about this and i don't want to bring td jakes into a lot of conversations because people have a weird view of him for some reason but i love td jakes because he said one of the most profound things to me, which I for a long time was like, I can just medicate it and I can just, it'll linger there. Right. Mm -hmm. But for my entire life and I'll just medicate it. Right. He said, I'm so tired of medicating the things that I should be able to cast out. I'm so yes. tired of being able to, I'm so tired of, you know, putting the shot in my arm 
and saying, I'll be okay for right now, but later it's going to come back. When in the reality, I have the ability via the name of Jesus to cast it out. Oh, amen. Like there's, there's, something, there's something that, that I have somehow accepted the reality that I have to live with this. I have to, I, I'm, I'm forced to live with depression and anxiety and, and nervousness and, and fear and sadness with it, right? But in reality, um, what if Jesus is actually letting me experience those things so I can show someone that there's a way out and that way is Jesus? If I can actually say there's a way out of all those things and all it takes, you know, is, um, you know, Psalms talks about it, you know, Timothy, first Timothy talks about it. Hebrews talks about it. And most importantly to me, Ephesians two talks about that while I was living in all this stuff, that while I was living in fear and living in doubt and living in depression, living in anxiety, but also living in my flesh, raging against God. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says, but God who is rich in mercy and full of steadfast love has seated me with Christ in heavenly places that I can actually defeat all those things. If I really just look at the reality that Christ has set me above my enemies, Psalm 27, you know, he has set me above all those things. And even though I have no good thing without him, Psalm 16, um, even though I have no good thing without him, I can actually look at him and ask him to fill my life with the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to live with those things. And so when you say, what do I want people to leave my, my live show or leave? And I know this is probably a lot deeper than, than you thought I was going to get there. No, that's awesome. It's really tied into like who I am as a person because I have gone through this season of saying, I'm so sick of living with all these things. I'm so sick of, of sitting at my desk. I'm writing piano music about being hopeful. I wrote the song trust. And afterwards I was like, why did I write that? I don't know if I trust God. I don't know if I love him. Right. I don't know. I don't know if at my base, I know my flesh hates him. I like Jeremiah says that, that, that your flesh will rage against who God is. Mm -hmm. And I was so conflicted about writing it. And I was like, should I write about things that I don't feel? Well, no, I'm going to, rather than writing about things that I don't feel, I'm going to write about how I want to solve those things. And that song is like pulling closer yeah. where I can actually feel myself wanting to get closer to God rather than linger on. I have depression and I'm going to feel sorry for myself for the rest of my life. Yes. And so when I, when I think about my live show, I want people to be able to leave filled with a hopefulness that they don't have to live with these things for the rest of their life. Um, and B that they have someone to partner with in me. Anybody can message me on Instagram and say, I'm feeling these things. Can you pray with me? And I will do it. Absolutely. I'm not going to ignore people's messages. That's I'm very gonna, true. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not I, like, who am I to deny someone the experience to have a, 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 a invitation with the living God who can solve all of your problems, right? If money is, is, is your issue, guess who owns all the money in the world? God does. Um, That's right. Uh, guess who get, and if I truly believe that he's a good father and he loves his children, guess what? I can actually Philippians Philippians says I can make my request known to God and he is faithful to execute upon my request. He's not, timid he's not shy from my problems and he can that people can partner with him and they can partner with me like that's what i want people to leave feeling that is um, awesome man oh and that's a really long answer to your no, question that and is I, so but good. I had to, but here's the thing i have to go into scripture because i i um 
trick myself into thinking half of that's not true right but then if i say no it's based in scripture i know it's true Amen. Um, so i had to go through all these scriptures and i've the funny thing is i've been asked that question before and it was not as well put together and so i've actually thought about this and i've thought about you know um am i doing this so that people will look at me and think oh he's so cool he can make his own music he can make his own visuals whatever he can you can do all this stuff and, 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 you know, it's, it's flattering. Sure. It's cool to know that people think my live show is cool, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't change you as a person, I didn't do anything. Exactly. That's the, that's the whole goal. I mean, anybody who's been on a stage would attest to that. And that's why I like to ask that question is just to make sure, you know, because there, there is a difference whenever you're just a fan and, and all you have is the interaction with the music and you haven't actually heard from the artist. Yeah. Um, you can you can be moved and you can leave with any number of feelings that that are out there but but i like to get that across especially whenever it's just scripturally based as what you just gave because that's the essence of it is i I love how you said that you want them to leave knowing that they have a partner in this and, and i think that that's what that's what makes the music that's what's made it resonate with me before we even had this conversation so yeah i can certainly appreciate that and is is pulling closer the favorite or do you have another? um i'd say here here's the thing i love pulling closer and that song holds a dear place in my heart but i wouldn't say is the question is it my favorite song yeah your favorite yeah, song that's made on this album i don't think it is but i i think it it, it definitely is up there but i have Oh, dude, this is a question sucks because there's a, I, I, I resonate with each song a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I'd say the one that most resonates with me is uh, there's a song called You'll Be With Me in the End that is very much where I'm at currently. Uh, oh, it's hard. Cause uh, I've got I, that the, one start on my list right in front the, of the, 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 well, cause the cry of the record, the title song, something, anything, everything is like my heart's cry is that I, I, I felt like I'm in a place where I don't know if I am hearing the Lord and I have doubt about if he wants to talk to me and all this kind of stuff. And it's this really desperate cry of, you know, the bridge is just say something, say anything, say everything let me feel something, feel anything, feel everything. And, and, I, and I'm like, Oh, that probably resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, one's right here. <laughs> and all that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'm glad, but if I leave people in that space, I don't know if that's what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause the reality is that the chorus of it, of something, anything, everything is what makes that song up there. And one of the favorites for me, because at the end of it, it's, it talks about all these, you know, the verses talk about all these things that I'm dealing with. You know, I've grown numb to your advances. Like, I don't think I'm, I, I even if you are speaking, do I even hear it? Um, have I just turned myself off to you completely? Um, and it's just, the key thing is doubt there. I doubt that God wants to talk to me. I doubt that he wants a relationship with me. I doubt all these things, which even, you know, Paul, there's a thorn in his flesh for his entire life. Even people who have walked with Jesus for decades and, 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 you know, someone who's 110 and they've been saved since 10, you know, someone who's walked for him a century will probably still fight off these things that the devil throws at them, whether yes. it's doubt, whether it's, you know, courageously sharing the gospel, whatever it is. I've been, I've been walking with the Lord for 15 years and I have this doubt in me that like, what if I've just wasted all this time? Right. Um, and the end of that chorus um 
says, even if I have that doubt, it says someday I'll wake up from this, like this, like really gripping slumber of not being able to hear God. Someday I'll never wonder if you're watching me. Someday I'll hear everything, uh, which, which is a representation of me saying, um, the reason I think you'll, you'll be with me in the end is my favorite is because it encapsulates that phrase. Someday I'll hear everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, because at the end of the day, you'll be with me in the end, at the end of everything, when my life is over, when, uh, or even before that, when my, when I'm five years from now or something like that, when I've gone through this phase, I know at the end of the day, I'll have Jesus. And at the end of the day, there will be, there will be a moment in time where I'll be able to go up to him and ask him and understand everything of why I walked through this season of my life and why I walked through a season of not being able to hear him. Why? And so I, it ends on a hopeful term of, um, I know it's that, it's that exact thing we talked about earlier of the, of the yes, but not yet thing of I'm still experiencing all these things, but I know later down the road, at the end of the day, when he comes back and I have perfect leadership in the earth and I have perfect leadership in my life and I have the ability to physically walk up to Jesus and say, Hey, what was that whole season about? I will be able to fully at the, uh, uh, understand why he did it, why he is justified in doing it, why he had me experience this potentially to tell other people about this experience and give them hope that they don't have to linger in this experience forever. Right. It's I, and ultimately if I truly believe that the Bible is true, I believe that everything whether it's pain or hardship preaches the glory of God. So if he can save me who had doubt, if he can save me who had trust issues, who had commitment issues to him, if he can save me all oh, the glory of God to, to, to be able to save someone who dealt with all that. And he's still good because he saved me, even though I walked through all those things, right? At the end of the day, I'll have him. And so there's a hope in realizing that I won't walk through this season forever and there will be a day where I actually can touch him. I can feel him and I can say, uh, you know, that season was a proving season for me and actually defined my relationship of trusting you. The thing that I've wanted all this time, the thing that I've not known if I actually have that trust in you, I have it now. Um, and it was worth it to trust you. It was worth it to lean into you, to lean not into my own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God because he sets your path straight. Um, again, Proverbs 16 talks about the, the man can choose his path. Like he can, he can actually choose which way he's walking, but the Lord is ordering his steps. And so I can believe that if I'm on this path of having to walk down doubt, the path of doubt, the path of do I trust God? Do I love God? I'm trusting him that he's using it for his glory. um, That, that I won't have to struggle with this forever. And that's the whole culmination of that. So your, the answer is probably you'll be with me in the end is my favorite song just because that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, That's, that's where I'm at right now in, in hoping and believing that someday I will understand this season of my life. If that makes sense. Absolutely. No, I think that that is beautiful, man. That is awesome. And, and I think that there is still a lot more to unpack right here on this show. Um, But we are, but we are, we're going to let y'all go and we're going to have Jeremy back. That's for sure. I mean, this is, this is so good. And, and I absolutely love where you're at. I love that, that that's your favorite on the on the album i actually have that literally start right here in front of me um for that reason 
because I get that. Um, but, but no, everybody go check out something, anything, everything. We're going to drop a link to that, that album so that you guys can go enjoy. Um, you can message us, you can message Jeremy directly either way. If there's something that, that you want us to pray about, if there's something that you want us to get across, if there's any way in which we can, as Jeremy said, partner with you, we definitely want to, we're here to help. And, uh, and we're here to let you know, you're not alone. We are, we all go through the same things. And that is the, that's the beauty of what Jesus has in store for us. That's the beauty of why the Holy Spirit is here with us, um, is to get us through. So we thank you guys so much for listening to all of this and stay tuned because I'm sure we're going to have way more coming.